As Vanna just said, welcome this morning. It's so good to have everyone here. Um, we've been on quite a journey the last couple of weeks. Uh, for those of you who've been with us from the, from the beginning, <clears throat> we've been doing a new series called The Journey. Um, and it's really just been a journey with Jesus. And, and we've, we've, we've kind of, as a, as a church, just taken 40 days to shut off certain distractions in our lives and really just, just fast those things, whatever they may be in your life, and, and really just spend time connecting with God in those moments. And, uh, yeah, uh, I've just, I don't know what happened within this last week, but it's just like it kind of kicked up a gear. And um, I'm just a little overwhelmed by who he is today. Um, Yeah, so like I said, I'm a bit of a mess. Um, My apologies. However, getting into the series, what what has happened is, first week we, we just spoke about God's desperate desire to have relationship with us and the lengths that he went through to get there and and how he prioritized us and and relationship with us and 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 pretty much just how that should echo into our lives and speak into our lives as to how we prioritize him and and put him first and put relationship with him first we spoke about his faithfulness to us and and again just how what our faithfulness to him should look like and this past week, Van uh, did such a great job of, of just speaking into prayer and what prayer looks like and what prayer is all about and, and, and how that fits into our relationship with God. And this morning, this morning I'd like to, to talk about, about a spiritual discipline that, that, that really changed my life. When, when, I really, when I chose Jesus for myself, I'm, I must have, I mean, I did it as a little boy, but then kind of went my own way for a number of years. And, and, and around about the age of 18, uh, I really came back to God in a, in a pretty significant way. And, and, you know, it wasn't a pastor that God used to reach me. It wasn't a, um, it wasn't a good message. It wasn't a, it wasn't a key scripture. It, it, it was worship. It was just worship. It was, um, I, I was in the incredible incredibly privileged space to just be surrounded by really really incredible worshipers and I don't necessarily mean people who stand up on stage and, and play music and that sort of stuff I'm, I'm talking about people who just love the lifestyle of worship just just worship to God just oozed from their lives and when I saw those lives I was just like man like that's what I want that's what I want. I don't, I don't want a, a form of religion. I don't want, I don't want a, a bunch of rules and regulations. I don't want, I don't want a, a facade that I put on every morning and take off when I get home. You know, I want the reality of Jesus. And, and as I looked at these, at these men and women, you know, that's what I, that's what I saw. And it just, man, it was just, I looked at it and I was just like, man, that's what I want. I, I, I want my life to speak of that. I can remember a friend of mine at the time, he was actually one of the guys who stood up on stage and was part of a worship team. And I can remember the one day just going and, and, and my life was very shaky at the time, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm quite honest. And 
I looked at him and, and he was just busy playing a song and, and the song is really just scripture. It's just Romans 1 verse 16. It says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, and he's just belting out, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the one I love. And I can remember it being such a catalyst in my life. Where all of a sudden, Scripture found feet in my life. Where I just realized, man, imagine living a life that's not ashamed of Christ. Imagine living a life that's just absolutely unashamed of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. For it is the power of God to salvation for anyone who believes. And man, it just, like I say, it was a life-changing moment for me right there. So worship, I believe, is probably one of the most incredible spiritual disciplines that we can engage with when it comes to our relationship with God. I see they've got a box of tissues for me right in the pulpit. They've learned. It's amazing. <laughs> Give me a moment. All right, let's see if we can get through the rest of this. So when we talk about worship, I've, I've mentioned this word worship a couple times now, and you may be sitting there and you're not 100% sure what worship is. Uh, so I think in order to clarify what worship is, maybe we should speak into what worship isn't. So worship isn't a style of music, contrary to popular belief. Worship isn't a genre of of music it's not a type of music it's not a style of music um you know worship isn't the slow stuff that we do in church and then praise is like the upbeat stuff that we do in church um worship isn't the opening act how many of you you've been to a concert and and you've gone to go and see who went to ed sheeran okay it's a christian church this is amazing no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding all right. I know lots of you went. You just don't want to raise your hand because it's church. So folks a couple of weeks ago went to Ed Sheeran and, and they all went for him, isn't it? But they had to endure like a couple of other bands before the time in order to get to Ed Sheeran. Isn't that the truth? Not that you'd know because you weren't there apparently. Um, but the truth be told, oftentimes... <laughs> we kind of treat worship like the opening act like like it's just you know it's just this music that gets played so that we can get to the main part of the service and that's not what worship is worship isn't the opening act um worship isn't a signal to let people know that church is starting now it's not what worship is and worship isn't isn't that moment that you get to greet everyone that you didn't get to greet outside. <clears throat> if you're visiting with us, you can take a couple of deep breaths and just relax right now. But if you are, if you're part of this church, I'd love to just address something in this moment. Our worship to God, especially when it comes to church, 
starts the moment the first note is played. In fact, it probably starts when you come through those gates and, and so we start engaging in conversation. But specifically, when we talk about church, you know, we talk about a worship service. That's not what ha- what's happening tonight. That's, that's what happens every week. We come and we worship God. Yes, it's through song and it's through prayer and it's through word and it's through all these things. But, but here's what I find is that as a church, we, we've kind of grown comfortable with the presence of God. We've, we've grown callous with the presence of God. And, and as a church, it breaks my heart to say that, that we've, we've lost our reverence, we've lost our respect. We'll have people stand up here to serve you, and then as a church, we'll talk, we'll laugh, we'll have conversations, and we'll absolutely disrespect the person who's come to serve you with announcements or, or, or during a time of offering. Offering, giving, it's part of our worship, and we treat it like a social moment. And don't get me wrong, I love the fact that we are a social community. I love the fact that after church, two hours after church, people are still hanging out here, still still spending time visiting, and, 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 and I believe that that's what church should be. But I believe that there are moments that are reverent. There are, there are moments that are, that, are, that are sacred, if I can put it that way. And I think we've, we've lost that as a church. So here's my request for us as a church. I throw myself in there. Can we start paying attention to that? Can we start paying attention to when we step in here, we step in here with a purpose. We step in here to worship God, whether it's through music or, or listening to word or speaking word or, 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 or our giving or no matter what platform. But then when we step in here, that we don't use the offering as a moment to catch up on our week's chat. That we don't use the announcements to, 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 to joke around and, and stuff like that. But that we just use this time and, and, and recognize it as sacred. Is that fair? I believe so. All right. So how are you feeling? <laughs> yeah. So spread the word. (laughs) All right. So what is worship? What is worship? Worship is a response. Worship is a response. Worship is a response as to who God is and, and what God does in our lives. That is worship. When whenever we look throughout scripture, we always see worship being the overflow, the expression, the response to who God is and what God does. Think about Mary. When, when the angel of the Lord comes and visits with Mary, he comes and he connects with her and he, he, he says to her, hey, you, you're about to give birth to the Savior of the world. And her response is recorded in the Gospels. In this case, it was a song where she goes and she just, she just worships God. Her response is just, Lord, who am I that you would choose me? How incredible you are, how wonderful you are. And her response is just so, she's just absolutely overwhelmed. It's worship. 
we, we read throughout the Psalms. Go, just spend time in the Psalms. Man, the Psalms, they just, different people just responding to the goodness and the greatness of who God is and what He's done. That's worship. It was Matt Redman, a worship leader. In fact, the last song we did tonight, to, uh, this morning, um, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. That's a, he wrote that song. Um, Matt Redman said this. He said, he said, worship is more than seeing. Sorry, worship is more about seeing than singing. It's up on the board there because I get that that can be confusing. Uh, worship is more about seeing than singing. What's he saying? Worship is more about acknowledging God, seeing God, recognizing God in the moment. And I believe the overflow of that can be in singing. But worship is a response to who God is and what He's done. In, in, in the Word of God, we, we find this word used for worship it's a, it's a Greek word by the name of, um, the word is uh, proskuneo. Proskuneo. And proskuneo means to, to move toward with the intention to kiss. To move toward with the intention to kiss. Now once upon a time when you were in love, hopefully you still are. Let's be honest, those first couple of times, man, it was like there was... There were like magnets in your lips. Don't try to be holy now. Let's get real. It's like there were just these magnets in your lips and, and, and there were just magnets in her lips, man. Like you just, it just, or the other way around, magnets in his lips. But ultimately, there was just this, it was like this drawing, this like moving toward with the intention to, are you getting the picture? So when the Word of God talks about worship, like that's, that's what He's talking about. He's talking about this intimate moment, this, this desire, this expression of, of what's going on inside here. It means to fawn over. Maybe you get that picture. To, prost, to prostrate oneself in homage. To show reverence for. To adore. That's worship. So where do we find this word in Scripture? I think one of the most relevant moments in Scripture where we find this word proskuneo is uh, Jesus meets with this woman at the well. And there's a lot going on there and I'm not going to get into all of it for the sake of time this morning. But essentially to just break it right down, um, this lady clicks that that. Jesus isn't just some regular guy. Like Jesus, he's either a teacher or a prophet. He's, he's, he's functioning on a bit of a different level. So her mind clicks into philosophy and theology and all that. And she tries to get into this debate with Jesus where she's talking about worship and, and, and where should we worship and where shouldn't we worship and you believe we should worship here and we believe that you should worship there. And, and this word that's used there is proskuneo. But Jesus kind of just shuts down the conversation and here's what he says. He says, uh, John 4, verse 23 and 24, he says, The time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit 
and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. For God is spirit. So those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. So this lady is trying to get all theological with Jesus and Jesus just shuts it right down and 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 pretty much just says hey don't don't try complicate this and how often isn't that the truth that we will get into church settings and we'll complicate things we'll complicate things we get into worship we try complicated we we try and you know it has to happen this way or else it isn't and everyone's got a theory and I believe that if we just came back to the heart of what Jesus is saying here, he's saying, hey, you want to come and worship. The way you worship is you come in truth. You drop the facade, you drop the mask, you stop trying to be something or, or someone that you're not. You, you stop trying to pretend like, like you got it all figured out, but just come as you are. Just come in truth. And what he's saying is, what I desire is when you come to me in truth, then your spirit connects with my spirit. And as your spirit connects with my spirit, then my spirit reveals my truth into your life. Isn't that incredible? Let's be honest. That's what we all want. We all want God's truth for our lives. Isn't that the truth? Think about it. You want direction for your life. You, you, you want to know, what, what's God planned for my life? What, like, I'm struggling in these areas. Lord, what's your truth for this moment? And here Jesus is saying, come and connect with me in spirit and in truth. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, it reinforces this, where it says, Many are the plans of, the man, of man's heart. But the Lord directs his steps. We all have plans, folks. I love Mike Tyson. Um, you know, one of his quotes was, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. I'm like, so true, man. Like he's a philosopher as well. It's awesome. But we all have plans. We all have plans and we, we all pursue these plans. But ultimately, it's the Lord that will direct our steps. So, how do we get to this point where God directs our steps? I believe that, that one of the most beautiful like, visualizations of, of, of this moment is Moses in the book of Exodus. He, he's having this conversation with God and God's asking him to, 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 to go somewhere and lead the people somewhere. And, and Moses turns to God and he says, Lord, don't lead us up from this place. Don't move us. Don't, don't lead us up from this place unless your presence goes with us. I don't know about you, but that sums up my life right there. Lord, don't make me move unless your presence goes. Like, like don't lead me from this place unless your presence is going before me, preparing the way. Why do I say it's one of the most beautiful descriptions of this because here's what Moses is really recognizing he's recognizing that the plans of God are only revealed in the presence of God can I repeat that the plans of God are only revealed in the presence of God you want to know what's on God's heart for you go connect with his heart 
You want to know what God's, what God's purposes are for your life? Go get into his presence because his plans are revealed in his presence. The, the book of Psalms, chapter 100, it says that we, we enter his gates with thanksgiving. And we enter his courts with praise. What it's describing there is his presence. How do we get into his presence? Worship. Worship. That's how we get into his presence. With praise, with, with grateful hearts, with thanksgiving. These are all acts of worship. And the key to getting into God's presence is worship. In the book of Isaiah, God drops this with us. And he, and he says, he says, through the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 55. Yeah, Isaiah 55. He says, he says, my ways aren't your ways. My thoughts aren't your thoughts. And then he, later on, he goes and he says this. He says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. What's he saying? Hey, with your mort mere mortal minds, you can't comprehend what I'm doing. You can't comprehend what I'm thinking. And then the psalmist comes along and, and he says, Lord, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Lord, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Lord, let me get into your presence and may you put me in a place where I can understand what you're thinking, where, where, where you can start imparting to me. What are your plans? What are your thoughts? What do your ways look like? And this only happens when we get into his presence. You know, it makes me think of my little boy. He's quite a climber. He climbs exceptionally well, frighteningly well half the time. But there's certain surface areas in our house that he can't get to yet. And every once in a while, there's something up there that he wants. And then he has to call me. Dada, up. And I've got to go and take my hands and get them on him, pick him up, put him up where he can't reach. So that he can attain what he was looking for. So why do we treat God any differently? He's a loving father who wants to set our feet on a rock that's higher than what we are in his presence so that we can start to connect with his thinking for our lives, with his ways for our lives. It's his desire. It's his heart for us. We just need to ask. We just need to get into his presence with thankful hearts, with gratefulness, with worship. Lord, I can't believe who you are. And you choose me. Thank you. So worship brings us into the presence of God. Where we connect with the heart of God. Where we start to connect with his plans. Where we start to connect with his purpose. Where we start to connect with his direction, his thinking. But you see, so often we can turn worship into just that. That somehow worship is about me. That worship is about what I can gain, what I can get out of it. Where in truth, worship is actually not about me. Worship is for God. 
Worship is for God. And we may enter in with, with, with a bit of a motive, but I believe that when we enter in, God starts to change our hearts. And He starts to shift that focus. But so often we'll, we'll sit in church or we'll sit wherever we are, you know, and the band will be playing and we'll be like, you know, they don't have a drummer. Like, oh, I really wish they had a drummer. It's so much better when they have a drummer. Like, I can really worship when there's a drummer, you know, like this is okay, this is all right, but like it's just so much better when there's a drummer. And they really aren't playing my favorite songs today. You know, I really wish they were playing that song. Like I can worship to that song. And somehow it became about me right there. Or you're spending time in prayer worshiping God. And it's like, you know, is the aircon set at just the right temperature? And you know, do I have a pillow for my knees so that I can endure this length of time? You know, and again, it's just, it's about me. Or, you know, I'll devote myself to God so, so that he'll give me something. I'm really after something very specific. But the truth is, folks, I believe that when we get into worship and, and, and get into worship the way that Jesus described it, in spirit and in truth, where we drop all our junk and just come to him and just say, Lord, here I am. Here I am, Lord. I'm coming back to the heart of worship where it's all about you. And when I enter in that way, then I believe that worship helps us to die to ourselves. If you didn't know, you're in desperate need of that. I am in desperate need of that, of dying to myself. You see, it puts God on the throne of our hearts where he belongs. It was John the Baptist who said in John 3 verse 30, he said, he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. It might sound counterintuitive, but the best life that you will ever live is a life that looks like that. You see, what worship does is worship realigns our focus. It realigns our focus. If God is at the center of our thoughts and our lives, then other things aren't. <laughs> that was profound. If God is at the center of our thoughts, then other things aren't. If we're honest, folks, sometimes we worship our problems. Isn't that the truth? I know not you, but like people you know, they may do that sometimes. So we struggle with money, so we, we just focus on money, think about money, and end up worshiping money. We worship people who can't help us or save us. We worship ourselves, and we have no ability to do anything without God. We worship pleasure and created things. And anything we worship other than God is an idol. And it's said, I don't know how many times from this pulpit already. But the truth be told, folks, whenever we put our complete focus on something, 
It's worship. And idolatry enslaves us and it's offensive to God. But here's the deal. When we worship God, worship changes us. When we worship God, worship changes us. Oh, man. We become like the one we worship. An early church father um, said that, you know, whatever you behold, whatever you look at, whatever you focus on, you become like. So focus on God so that you can become like him. Whatever or whoever we worship is who or what we will become like. So a person who worships money becomes greedy. A person who who worships sex or physical pleasure becomes lustful. A person who worships food will become gluttonous. A person who worships people will become people pleasers. But if we worship God, we become like Him. And we begin to take on his characteristics. We start to take on his nature and we start to become like Jesus. And ultimately, that is the the end goal of our lives, is to become more and more and more like Jesus. When we worship God, worship changes us. So, as we wrap this up, Worship teams, welcome to start making their way back here. How do we worship God? We've now spoken about what worship is, what worship isn't, what the effects of worship look like in our lives. But how do we worship God? I believe as I look through Scripture, there are, there are three very clear things that I, that I can pick up on. We worship God through music and singing. We worship God through prayer, and we worship God through giving. So music and singing, I think, is, is, is pretty straightforward because we've done quite a bit of it this morning. But it doesn't have to be with a full band. It doesn't have to be in a church setting. Worship can be you sitting in the car and a, a song playing. I was chatting to Max yesterday and, and he was just saying how the one night he was lying in his, when he was still living in a caravan here while they were transferring from KZN. Very long story. I'm not going to get into it now. Um, but he was just saying, he was just lying there and, and, and listening to, to, to some music and just like con- considering what the words of the songs were saying. And he just said how he just, he's kind of like broke before God. And, and, and for me right there, that's worship right there. You may, uh, I believe this with all my heart, you may not have a great voice. Um, You may not feel like you're a muso or anything like that. But I believe that God's placed a song in your heart. I believe that every single life on the face of this planet has been hardwired with a new song, with with its own song. And, And it may not come out in music and notes, but it comes out in worship. It comes out in, 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 a, in, a, in a poem or a prayer or a song or a something. 
But I believe that we were all created to worship God. And as a result, we're all hardwired with our very own song inside of us. The second way that we can worship God is through prayer. And Vanna spoke through it last week. If you'd like to know more about that, hop onto our onto your favorite podcast platform. Go download last week's sermon. It is worth listening to. And the third way that we worship God is through our giving. That is why we we take up tithes and offering during worship, during during our time of worship, because it's an extension of our worship. If you think that that's flawed theology. Mary comes with an alabaster jar and breaks it over the feet of Jesus in worship. And the disciples are are upset because its value is worth a year's wages. Our giving is part of worship. It's how we worship God. So it's giving my money, my things, my talents, my time. But ultimately, folks, Worship is me giving myself. I worship through giving myself to God. Absolutely, completely, wholeheartedly. That is worship. Whenever I think of worship, whenever I spend time in worship, I always think to my, think of, of just this one word, surrender. Worship is surrender. Worship is a response to God. And I believe that that response is is not just, man, Lord, you are unbelievable. But the result of that is, Lord, have it all. Take all of me. All of me is yours. Why do we raise our hands in worship? Some of you, you may think it's just a church thing. Hey, it may be. But if I had to walk up to you with a ski mask and a Glock and shove a gun in your face, other than trying to run away the very first thing that you would do if you realized that you had nowhere to go is you raise your hands it's the international sign of surrender so when i come to god and when i'm worshiping god the expression of that is just lord i surrender lord every piece of me is yours There's not an an aspect or an avenue or or, or place in this life, Lord, that is not surrendered to you right now. I surrender to you. That's why we raise our hands during a time of worship. That's why you'll see people praying, lifting their hands. Lord, I surrender to you. So tonight, tonight we've, we've set a time aside. We've set time aside. That's the right way to say it. We've set time aside and creating a platform just to come and worship God. Now you may already have plans for tonight. Maybe it's worth changing your plans. Um, Maybe you were planning on coming tonight. Maybe that means that you should invite a friend. But tonight we're really just setting time aside and and it's not just going to be music. I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of that, but... But tonight we're just coming and just just going, Lord, tonight we want to come and we just want to respond to who you are. We want to come and respond to what you've done, Father. Lord, and, and this evening we just want to come and we want to surrender everything that we have. 
Lord, all I am and all I have may be sold out 100% to you, Lord. I am yours. That's the heart behind tonight. But as you're sitting here this morning, maybe as I've spoken, you've just been like, you know, I've never connected with God in worship. I've, I've always seen it as the opening act. I've always seen it as this moment where, where you know, we kind of have to get through it in order to, to get the food for the day. I want to say this to you. I want to encourage you. The next time we're in a, in, in a time of worship here in church, or, or maybe, maybe you take a wild leap. And sometime this week, you just put on a, uh, other some some just some 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 music at home and, and and just really focus in on God and just go Lord I just want to thank you for who you are I just want to acknowledge who you are in my life Lord more than singing I, I want to be seeing you right now maybe that's your step for this week maybe your step is to 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 Actually open your mouth and start singing. Just singing His praises, singing His goodness, singing of, of who He is and what He's done. Maybe your act of worship this week is just that thanksgiving, that gratitude. Maybe you've been stuck in a place where, where you haven't been grateful for quite a while. You've actually just been complaining and, and moaning and, and felt like life's been against you. And that the whole world is actually against you. I've got good news for you. Switzerland's neutral. But truthfully, God is for you. God is for you. And maybe that's why you're here today. God is for you. And His word says that if He's for us, who can be against us? And maybe this week, your step of worship is just to go, Lord, today I recognize that you are for me. I'm going to stop complaining. I'm going to stop moaning. I'm going to stop bickering. And I'm just going to start thanking you. I'm going to start recognizing you in my daily life. This life is yours. This life is yours. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. And then I want to challenge you. Start writing down the stuff that you start recognizing God doing in your life. So that when it feels like the whole world except Switzerland is against you, you can go back to that piece of paper and you can go and acknowledge this is what God has done in my life. But no matter who we are, folks, I believe that we all have an act of worship that needs to be expressed to a loving father somewhere along the line this week. For those of you who ride, some of my greatest moments of worship have just been inside my helmet. It is the most amazing experience. The times where it's just God's nature, man. Where we're um, riding over a ridge or whatever the case may be and, and, and that that the sun breaking through after a storm or or just experiencing that insane rain that just is so soaking riding through the Karoo and seeing the storm coming and just seeing the expanse and the, the greatness of God and, and there have been times where I've just been left in my helmet weeping I know that's not hard to believe 
Um, but I've just been like just bawling my eyes out riding my motorcycle. Why? Because I just get to experience the greatness of God. Some of you may think that I'm not allowed to say this. But there have been times where riding on the back wheel has just gone so incredibly well. And I've just enjoyed it so much that I've actually felt the presence. I'm not even joking. I'm not trying to be crass or anything. This is the God's honest truth. Or going through a mountain pass at some rate and just getting to the other side, adrenaline pumping through my veins. And I just feel the presence of God. Maybe that's not you. Maybe that is you. But I believe this with all my heart, is that God desires for our worship to be expressed to Him. How are you going to express that worship this week? Father God, I thank You for this morning, Lord. I thank You for what You are doing in lives right around this room, Father God. Lord, I thank You that... that Lord, You don't, you, you don't desire a stiltekerk. Lord, a, a church that puts signs up outside that says silence. Please be quiet. But Father God, that, 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 that you, as your word says, desire for us to make a joyful noise to you. Father God, that you desire for us to, to, to sing to you, to speak to you, Lord, to shout to you, Father God, of your goodness, Lord, that the overflow of our lives and the overflow of our hearts, Lord, will speak of who you are, Father. Lord, that we won't get wrapped up having our focus distracted by the cares of this world and life, Lord. But Father God, that we can filter the cares of this world, that we can filter life through the goodness and the greatness of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father God, that our lives will express the true nature of Jesus Christ. That our lives will express the true nature of our Heavenly Father. Lord, and that these lives will speak of your love. Lord, that these lives will speak of your holiness, Lord. And Father God, I pray for each and every man, woman, and child that are here today, Lord. Lord, will you come and connect with us, Lord? Lord, I pray that as we come and connect with you this week, Lord, that we will recognize that all that you desire is for us to come in spirit and in truth, Lord. So Lord, help us drop the facades. Help us drop the masks. Help us drop all the stuff that we're trying to project. And Father God, just in our honesty, in our brokenness, Lord, in, 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 in just the fact that we are yours and you love us, Lord, that we will approach you the way a child approaches their father. Just say, Lord, Thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. Lord, this life is surrendered to you. Come and do what you want, Lord. And Lord, that you come and that you show us your ways that are higher. Lord, that you come and impart your heart to our hearts, Lord. Lord, that we can connect with your heart, that we can connect with your thinking, that we can connect with your ways, Lord. And live our lives from that point of worship, Lord. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. As I said, please don't miss out on tonight. Tonight, I'm, I'm, I cannot tell you how much I'm looking forward to tonight. Beyond that, please hang out. Come have some coffee. Come have a good visit. Trust that you have a wonderful week. And we will see you tonight. For those of you who we aren't, we'll see you next week. Have a wonderful week.